You guys excited to be in the room with the God tonight? The God, the God, the God. Yes, that's right. It's not a weird to say, but it is a true statement. Are you excited to be in the room with the God tonight? That's right. We're here to meet with the God, and I believe that he has a message for every single one of us tonight. Here's the beauty of it all. Even though we are ministering to you, I feel like I always get some good stuff whenever I get up here and get to deliver this wonderful word that the Lord has for all of us. It's so great. We're all learning together. Amen. We never stop growing. We never stop learning because there's always further to go in the things of God. Amen. All right. So tonight we are talking about all kinds of things, but really the main thing is we're talking about distractions. We're talking about things that come up against us that might try to get us off track from what we are called to in this life, or maybe things that might try to come against us to get us off course, or maybe distract us from the focus that should be Jesus Christ. We're talking about winds, and we're talking about waves. We're talking about one of my favorite accounts in the Bible, Peter walking on the water. Like, how rad is that? Who wants to walk on water in this room? I like your honesty, though. I'm not sure. At least you're honest. I'm not sure about that. I think it'd be really cool. Have you guys ever seen those videos of those lizards that can, like, run? They look really weird. They're like, but then they run. They run, they just, like, glide across the water. Like, it's so crazy. Yes, sir, what's up? It's an interesting uh, opinion there. We'll talk about it uh, after class. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hold those questions. Hold those thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. I've never tried to actually walk on water. I mean, I guess I have in my own my, my parents' pool or whatnot. But anyway, all right, we're talking about distractions, talking about things that are trying to get us off course so that way they can get you away from the plan of God. But we are sticking to the plan, amen? Say, I'm sticking to the plan. Say, I'm focused on Jesus. Amen. Over here in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, starting in verse 22, we're going to read out of the ESV. It says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. This is actually just right out the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And obviously, dude was like, dang, that was a lot. I'm tired of all these people. Let's send them all home so I can go pray a little bit. You know what I mean? Need some alone time. He dismissed the crowds. He went up the mountains by himself to pray. And when the evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, the one the disciples were in, were by this time were a long way away from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But the disciples saw him walking on the sea, and they were terrified, and they said, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. Let me just be a little bit real here. I don't know about you, but if I saw a person walking on the water in the middle of the night, I too would probably think, man, maybe ghosts are real. <laughs> like, there is someone walking on the water. It is scary. But immediately, but immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart. It's me, guys. Chill. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it really is you, command me to come to you on the water. And then he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came to Jesus. And then he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. It's probably more like, Lord, save me. Let's get a little bit more real here. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took a hold of him, saying to him, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are 
the Son of God. I really, really enjoy this passage of Scripture because there's really like a whole lot going on here, but it's so great, so grand, so wonderful. The disciples were right smack dab in the middle of the will of God, yet they found themselves in a storm. They found themselves in a chaotic situation. And even in the midst of this chaotic situation, Peter had the grand idea of like, I want to go on a side quest right now. <laughs> I want to reach out to Jesus and do something more. And who, who here plays video games? Hold on, hold on, buddy. Hold on, buddy. Hey, I love you so much. I'm super glad that you're intrigued, but we'll talk later. Hold your questions till the end, please, okay? It's all right, it's okay, it's all right. But how we got, we got some gamers up in here, some gaming people, people like to play some games. Who likes to get 100% completion of their video game? Like none of this, this main quest stuff. Like I want all the side quests. I want to do all the things. I want to make sure that I build all the houses and all these kinds of things that I get to do. I want to experience the game to the full. And Jesus was out there on the water, and Peter was like, yo, I know we're in a weird situation right now, but I want to do that. I want to get out there on the water with you. And Jesus was like, all right, come on out. Come on out. Come on out here and do this. And so Jesus was saying, hey, come on out. And then Peter did it. He went out there. He followed after what Jesus told him to do. And he was out there on the water, and he had a moment in time where the wind and the waves became louder and more apparent than what he set out to do. It became louder and more real to him than the words of Jesus maybe a couple minutes before. And I get it. It happens to all of us sometimes. We live in this world where distractions are very real. There's a lot going on in this life. And it is very easy to get distracted about anything and everything. But when it comes to Jesus and what he has for our life, we cannot get distracted from his word. We cannot get distracted from what he calls us to do. Which is really cool and amazing that at least Peter asked permission, you know. There's a lot of people in this life that just start doing things and hope God's blessings on it. And they probably would have just ended up getting wet if they jumped out the boat. But Peter had the bright idea and said, hey, God, can I do this? And he said, yes, you can. And so he was allowed to get there on the boat. But even in the midst of all this, what's so great and so wonderful and amazing about Jesus is even in his moment of doubt, even in his moment of distraction, Jesus was there for him. He was there with him in the wind. He was there with him in the waves. He was there with him even when he lost sight of what he was called to do. And Jesus restored him back into the boat. So the title of my message tonight is Wind and Waves. We're talking about not getting distracted. We're talking with sticking with the word he calls for us and staying our focus on him. Amen? Let's bow our heads, prepare our hearts, get ready to receive tonight. Father God, I thank you so much for what you're doing in this space tonight. I thank you that as we come to meet with you, Lord, you highlight the importance and the reality that it is to be focused on you, focused on your word, and follow after you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, that we live by faith, not by sight. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I need two volunteers to help me out tonight. I saw Teddy come up, and then I saw Anaya come up. Those are the people that I saw. I'm so sorry, it just quickly came to me. So this is what I need you guys to do. Anaya, make your voice known to Teddy. All right, you understand her voice? You hear her voice? Teddy, you don't have to say anything, it's fine. I was gonna have you do it, but I was like, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. All right, Anaya, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the other side of the room over there, go to the wall, Go hang out in between those two black rectangles over there. That'd be fine. Oh, sorry. Those over there, the dark ones, the dark black-ish rectangles. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. All right, Teddy, you, sir, if you could, 
I want you to go right over there, just on the other side of Elisa. Elisa's the, the, the lady right there in the yellow, the yellow sweatshirt right there. Just go on the other side of her. Just hang out right there. She's on that side of the room. But what I want you to do is I want you to put this blindfold on. He might need some assistance if it doesn't get on there. Is that on your face? Can you see anything? Nothing? Do you know I'm right next to you right now? Can you feel me? All right, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so this is what I need you to do. Teddy, in just a moment, Anaya is going to call to you. She's going to say, hey, Teddy, come over here. Teddy, come hang out. Let's go hang out. Let's go do some things. She's going to call to you. And what you need to do is make your journey, make your way over to Anaya. So you guys can go hang out and go do some cool stuff. But everyone else in this room, what I need you to do, is I want you to shift your chairs just a little bit. You know, don't be in such a cute, orderly line right there. And then, okay, that's good. That's perfect. That's great. That's grand. That's wonderful. You're, you did great. That's enough. All right. All right. So Anaya, clearly, he might need some help. So when you start talking to him, I want you to give him instruction. I want you to give him direction. Say, hey, come over here. Go this way. Go do this. Do that right there. And help me. Help him or whatever. And everyone else in this room. What I want you to do is I want you to make the loudest yells, sounds, noises from deep within. I want you to get primal rage that boils up from the inside of you. And I want you to get wild. I want you to get crazy. I want you to make it darn near impossible for Teddy to even hear Anaya's voice, all right? I would prefer that no one mess with him. Let's, let's be fair. Let's be kind here. He's still our friend. He's still our buddy. No one hurt him. No one get weird on him. Just let him do the thing. Your job is just to yell at him. Don't touch him, all right? Okay, all right. I appreciate you asking permission, though. I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, are you guys ready? Teddy, are you ready? Anaya, are you ready? All right, okay. On the count of... Well, I'm going to do a three, two, one, go. I was going to say, on go, I want you guys to go, and I want you to help Teddy get over there, all right? Are you ready? Three, two, one, go! That's amazing. <laughs> Success! Woo! Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hold on, everyone stay where you are. Now, Teddy, now what I want you to do is I want you to go back to where you were, but I want you to do it without the blindfold. We're going to do the exact same thing that we just did, but no blindfold. It's all right, it's all right. All right, all right. All right. On the count of, well, I'll see three, two, one, go again, all right? Three, two, one, go! Ah! 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 Woo, beautiful, amazing. You did so well. Yes, awesome. Thank you so much for your help. You now be seated. Go ahead, go ahead and have a seat. If you want, you can put your chairs back, but you don't have to. It's fine. It's all right. It's okay. Man. All right. 
That is a very silly way. All right, all right. Shh. Shh. All right. That was a very silly way to kind of help you kind of understand distractions and how it can be a little bit hard to make it to your destination when you got a lot of things that are yelling at you or things that are trying to grab your attention. I mean, Teddy, even though you kind of knew where you were going, it was probably really hard for you to hear Anaya. It was probably very hard for you to see Anaya. Yeah, it, it, it can be a little bit hard when, when we limit ourselves and we, we have something distracting us from hearing or even seeing Jesus in this world. And, and I understand, again, this was just a silly illustration, but hopefully it just painted a little bit of a cute picture in your mind of how difficult it can be to try to follow after Jesus with all these distractions going on in our life. Now, I'm not trying to say that Jesus will get rid of these distractions because as you noticed in this account in Matthew 14, the wind and waves were happening the entire time, like from start to finish. Like as soon as they got into the boat, the winds and waves are there. And then when Jesus got them back in the boat, that's when the wind and waves start. So the entire account of this situation, there was wind and there was waves. And if you go back into the Greek, and I highly recommend that all of you youngsters, all of you people that are digging into the word of God for yourself, which I hope you're doing. And if you're not doing, let's start doing it because it's good for you and it's amazing for you and you need the word in your life. Amen. Either it's a scripture a day, a book of the Bible a day. Just start with a scripture a day. Don't, 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 don't try to get yourself like too crazy out there. Just start small. Start small. But as you're doing it, as you're reading a scripture and something catches your mind, you want to understand it a little bit better, try to research a little bit about what these words mean. And when you go back into this word, this passage of scripture here, every time that it talks about the word wind, when you take it back to the Greek, and I'm not going to say it correctly, but I'm going to try. It literally, well, it's translated as anemos. And this word anemos actually means this word wind that's in here every single time translates to this, this thing as empty doctrine. Now, that word doctrine probably sounds a little bit heady. You guys are probably like, what does doctrine mean? Well, doctrine just means a belief. Doctrine means something that that, uh, that, that's a set of beliefs, things that, that we believe about them. Like we believe that we have good doctrine here at the youth, right? We believe that God is awesome, God is amazing, that he is for us, that he is not against us, that he is our friend, that he is our father, that he's our healer, that he's our provider, that he does amazing things for us, and he wants to go through this life with us, amen? We believe in the good doctrine, the right doctrine, the correct doctrine. So anything that comes against the word of God Anything that comes against what God has spoken over your life is nothing more than a wind or an empty doctrine, a false belief or a lie, essentially. Something that is contradictory to his word <clears throat> is simply just a distraction. And we have to be really good about knowing what God has for our life so that way when the distractions do come, our sight and our focus and our aim is on him rather than the wind, amen? Over here in Proverbs 4, 25, it says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Now, when Teddy was going across this little area over here and he had the blindfolds on, he literally could not fix his eyes on anything. But when he was able to take the blindfold off, he was able to 
ignore the distraction. He was able to ignore the yelling. He was able to ignore the chaos. Even though it was very real and it was still happening to him, he was able to put his focus on Aniah and make it over there, right? Right? <laughs> and that's exactly the same thing that we should be doing with Jesus in this, in this walk with God, that when the distractions come, when the opposition comes, we have to look straight ahead and look to our author and our finisher of our story so we can make it to our expected end. When I think about this, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I like to run. I know that seems a little bit crazy to some people, like, ooh, you like to run? I do. On Sunday, I'm running my first half marathon, and I'm scared. I'm going to be running 13.1 miles at 9 o'clock. Pray for me. I won't be at church, but I'll be running, all right? So if, if you're at a.m., good night. I do not want to run at 9 p.m. That'd be awful. But yes, so on Sunday, I'll be running, and it would be pretty crazy of me to get out there and run these 13 miles and never look in front of me. If I was constantly looking to the person to my right or my left, or if I was just looking at my feet the whole time, or if I was looking behind me while I was running, I would never make it to the finish line. I mean, I might. I might get lucky. I might stumble upon it, literally. Uh, yes, dad jokes. So good. Uh, uh, I don't even know where I'm going anymore. I'm just kidding. No. I'm, we have to keep our focus on what we're doing. We can't let what's happening to our left and what's happening to our right distract us and keep us off course. We must keep our eyes fixed and focused on what lies in front of us. Amen? Distraction winds and waves, they're gonna be present, but I can, can guarantee you this, that God is also with you. Again, in this Matthew 14 account, the winds and the waves, they were there the entire time, but Jesus never left them, amen? Over here in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7 out, the ESV says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We have to understand that it might seem crazy to our natural mind to walk this life of faith. That there might be people in our life that won't understand. That might call us crazy for going to church on a Wednesday night. That might call you immature or, or maybe like simple-minded or something like that when you read the word of God to get inspiration and, and encouragement and wisdom. They might call you wild and weird when you pray to God that you cannot see, but yet you believe that he is real. That we do these things even though it doesn't make sense in our natural mind or even those around us, we still walk by faith. We have to keep our focus on why we are here and who has called us. Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about how God has a plan for your life to give you hope, a future, an expected end. John 10, 10 says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give you an abundant life. That's a good life, a zoe, God kind of quality of life, a wonderful life. Again, not a perfect life, not a distraction-free life. Not a windy free life, not a wavy free life, but still a great, wonderful life. And then Ephesians 2.10 talks about how you're now made a masterpiece in the sight, predestined to do good works. All these things, these three little portions of scripture right here, just these three alone, there's so many more, but even with just those three alone, you could win war over that because you know the plan that God has for your life. Maybe you don't know all the specifics. Maybe you don't know exactly what it is that he's called you to. Maybe he doesn't know exactly what this abundant life looks like yet, but now 
I believe and I hope and pray that you know that you were created to do good works, that you were created to live a life with God and live a life that is abundant and wonderful and beautiful. We have to cling to that, keep our focus on that, no matter what it looks like. Amen? Remind yourself of what you've been called to and who you've been called by. But I understand. I get it. We get distracted. Things happen. You know what I mean? Like, it even happened to Peter. Like, he did it. He, he was out there. He was doing the thing. Let the wind and the wave distract him, and he sank. So we all do it. But we have to remember, over in Romans 5, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access by faith into this grace by which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have to understand that even when we do mess up, even when we do fall, even when we get off course, even when we do get distracted, it is a mistake. And maybe it was sin, or maybe it wasn't sin, and maybe it just got us off course. Whatever that situation looks like for you, God says that you still have peace with him, that you still have access to him, regardless of the mistake, regardless of the sin, regardless of the distraction. Those are real, and those happen, and we should aim not to do those things, but we still have access to him. It's so great that in this account with Peter, the wind and the waves were there the whole time. And it even said at the very beginning, the wind and the, they were, it was against them. Like it was literally against, like it was beating against them as they were trying to do what God had called them to do. And I think I even mentioned this to you guys a couple weeks ago. It's like Peter was out there on the water walking to Jesus. And when they first saw Jesus, they didn't even recognize him. They thought he was a ghost, man. Like they were like, who is that guy? And Peter said, if it is you, call me to you. And so he made his way out there, and he was walking on the water. And I don't know how long he was out there. It could have been 30 seconds. It could have been five minutes. I don't know how long it took, but it was long enough to where at that point, when he did fall in the water, it says Jesus stuck his hand out to him. So clearly he had made it far enough from the boat to where he didn't recognize Jesus to now he was close enough to be at arm's distance from him. The wind and the waves are never going to stop. They're not going to stop when you're far off from your goal. They're not going to stop when you're right there next to your goal. And even when you're right there with Jesus, as he picked him up, the wind and the waves were still present, but yet he was with Jesus. And it was only then after they walked their way back on water, walked back, still walking on water with Jesus, still doing some impossible crazy things by faith, still doing the thing he wanted to do, still doing the thing he got permission from God to do, but he was doing it with Jesus. It's a lot easier to keep your focus on Jesus when he's right there next to you. We have to aim to be so close to him, to understand his voice so well, to hear from the Holy Spirit in such a way that no matter how loud the distractions get, no matter how loud the kids are at school, no matter how irritating mom or dad might be in the moment, 
no matter how annoying this, that, and the other might be, or maybe these thoughts that might come to yourself might be, we have to understand him and be so close to him that it doesn't matter, that our focus is on him, not the wind and not the waves, amen? Last portion of scripture for you guys before we go. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10, out of the NLT, it says, humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries, give all your cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. He will place you on a firm foundation. We're gonna go through things in these lives. We're, we're gonna have worries. We're gonna have things that we care about. The devil is gonna come in contact with us at some point, but we have to understand, we have to stand firm against him. We have to stand firm against what the world says about Jesus, what the world says about the Bible, what the world even says about you. And after time, he will restore. He will support and he will strengthen you. He'll place you on firm foundations. But you see, these things are necessary that we go through. Now, I'm not saying that, that when Jesus called these guys to go out there on the water that he created this storm. I don't believe that because like it talked about in John 10, 10, it says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So that wasn't Jesus' is doing, but yet it was still necessary for them to cross the body of water to go on to do what they had next to heal a man that was possessed by demons, to, to make sure that he was able to be redeemed and, and back to his righteous position, to be back to where he was supposed to be. They got to be a part of that because they suffered, quote unquote, they endured the distractions. They endured the wind, they endured the waves, they endured the calamity and made it through to their destination because of their faith in what Jesus had called them to do, amen? Say, I have faith in what Jesus has called me to do. He has a plan for my life. It's a good plan for my life. I'm destined for abundance. I'm a masterpiece in his sight. And I am predestined to do good works. All in his name. I will not be distracted I will not give in to temptation, but I'll keep my focus on him. In Jesus' name.